Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey, you're here at Queerified. The paparazzi are flashing and the press is going wild. This is Gigi Gorgeous. And I am Queerified's red carpet correspondent, Mimi. What's going on over there, Mimi? It is hot out here today in sunny California. Tons of tens, but also a lot of flops. (laughs) (laughs) On this podcast, we bring on your favorites from the LGBTQIA plus community. And don't forget our allies too. Everybody here is welcome to our safe space on this red carpet. Walking up right now, we have Hollywood royalty and stylist to the stars. He is wearing a perfectly tailored suit as always. I think it's custom, Mark. Tom Ford. It could be Clyde Epstein and Parker. (gasps) Oh my God, here he is. Red carpet assassin, couture connoisseur, fashion police sheriff, and your new judge on this season of Canada's Drag Race, the illustrious Brad Goretzky. Bitch, don't steal my look. Get your own. Call us on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Fashion advice, drag critique, self-help, nothing is off limits. Now bring back my girl, Brad Goreski. All right, we are back with none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Brad Goreski. Hi. Brad Goreski. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, doing okay, doing okay. So last time we saw each other, we were in Canada. Yes. On the main stage or the judging stage, shall we say. And I want to ask you right off the bat, what made the show something that you wanted to take? Canada's Drag Race. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, you were a fabulous guest judge. Oh, my God. Thanks. You were. You were so good. Thanks. I yeah. had fun. She, oh, she looked so good. That dress is so amazing. She did look really, really good as well. But her critiques were also amazing. Thank you. Like, so good. And the queens were so gagged you were there. What made me want to do Canada's Drag Race was I have been a lover of RuPaul for ever i mean she was kind of my con the kind of like one of the touchstones in my queerness that you know when she first came onto the scene with supermodel and all of that stuff i had her cassette singles and i was like just blown away by how amazing she was mm-hmm. but i didn't have the information i didn't know what drag was i didn't know anything i just thought that she was just like this amazing beautiful 
woman who sang songs. Glamazon. Glamazon. Mm -hmm. So that was number one. Number two is I'm a huge fan of drag and of the Drag Race franchise. And um, I was just so thrilled to be able to use my expertise in the fashion world and to be able to also go back to my homeland as a Canadian. And, you know, I've been so grateful to be working in the States for so many years that it was so nice to be able to go back and, you know, give the queens a little bit of what I've learned here as a stylist in um, LA for so many years. And it was, I think, probably one of the most satisfying work experiences of my life. Really? Yeah, That's truly. That's a big compliment coming from you. <laughs> Honestly. How is it? being there like was it crazy was it what you expected drag race to be were you blown away by how you know all the behind the scenes stuff it's interesting because as a fan of the show you it took like a minute for me to be like oh i'm like on the thing i watch now yes <laughs> did you feel that way yes and it's so much bigger in real life like i was sitting being like wow okay it's really not smoke and mirrors this is really the set this is really the stage yeah the lighting is beyond the lip syncs the music is so loud yeah. like that's one thing i really took away from it i'm like they could perform horribly and i would have the time of my life because it's right. so loud and the lights are so bright and they're just giving it like it's so amazing. Like, yeah. I can't imagine every week seeing a lip sync. It's just 10 times better than it is on TV. And it's good on TV already. Yeah, totally. I felt exactly the same way. Like, our first entrance into the workroom on episode one, I was like, just so excited to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and Brooklyn, myself, Amanda Bruegel, and Tracy Melshore, we all became so close and so invested in the Queens. And... Um, you know, in their journeys and and we just loved them so much. So it was week after week, we were all so excited to go back to work and see what the Queens had cooked up for us. And we were blown away all the way through. Oh, so excited to get to the end of the season. It was kind of crazy stepping in, kind of in the middle. I was like, who are these Queens? I know a few, but like names are just so hard right off the bat. So it's like to give critiques and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, what's her name again? Like it was very that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were there for one day. How how can you know their names? And there were so many, too. Like, the stage was pretty full. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you guys have already done Snatch Game and all these amazing challenges. Yeah. I want to know, also, were you nervous to go and really step in as a judge? Because judges sometimes get shit on. Sometimes? All the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, last, <laughs> last season, Canada's Drag Race, we saw someone get shit on a lot. Yeah. It's like, were you nervous? Because I feel like I'd be so intimidated. You know, I feel like if you're always, all of our, not mission, but the reason why we all wanted to be there is because we wanted, our goal was to help, right? So we went in all with the goal of wanting to lift the queens up, you know, and and help to make their drag better and to give positive critiques and bad critiques so they could learn. I don't know if I felt, I don't think I felt nervous because I always try to come from a place of expertise, you know, using what I've learned in fashion and through my eye, like maybe people won't always agree with it and the queens didn't already always agree with it, but it's how I saw things and how I see things. So I always tried to be constructive and to give advice or critiques that would eventually help the queens out. Mm -hmm. That's a good way, a good angle to come in. Yeah. At. 
I think if you go into like most situations wanting to be helpful and like wanting to add to the experience, then, you know, you're kind of golden, like you're set. But we just, we enjoyed the show being a part of this season so much. It was like, we cared about the Queens a lot, you know? And, you know, what you see on the episodes, like our critiques, like they go on for a little bit. Like you were there. You see like three or four minutes but we spend a lot of time with each queen way longer than I expected also like I know TV takes forever everything's like we're gonna reset we're gonna do this again all that but I was really shocked at how in-depth and how I just always assumed it was like kind of like a producer's thing to be like so this this girl's going home you guys really care you do somebody told me before I left to go and do this they were they had been on a competition reality show before and they were like be prepared to get to get to know the contestants and really like you know, to get to know the queens and you'll, you, it, it becomes much more difficult as the time goes on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I ha- I remember having Brooklyn because I have a Drag Race podcast where I talk about the show and Brooklyn came on. And, you know, I just talk whatever comes to my mind. Brooklyn was like, okay, like, stop. Let's count. Let's count. Were they good in the runway? Were they good in the challenge? And she would stop me every time to make sure that she was saying the right thing. Brooklyn has so much integrity, maybe too much integrity. It was crazy. <laughs> it, was see- it was crazy seeing that in real life. That bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. I love her so much. But yes, there's the other thing is, too, is um, the runways count for so much. And Mm -hmm. then the, you know, the Mm -hmm. the actual challenges. Wait, Let's talk about that, because I think some people are confused. Like, how much do you judge the challenge versus versus the runway? And then like. You know, maybe they've been doing good in the season. Yeah, the challenges, I mean, count. the challenges count for a lot. They mm-hmm. really do. I mean, Snatch Game, though, the challenges count for a lot. They really do. It's ability to perform, ability to, you know, pull a look together, ability to stay in character. Like, there's a lot of things that kind of go into it. So I think also as somebody who watched the show, the last thing you see is the runway. And obviously, a lot of people tune in for the looks. Um, and those do count for a lot, obviously. But it's it's pretty like, it can be, it's not exactly 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. So so moving on from the show, you are like the biggest Hollywood stylist. Oh my god, you're so funny. Like ever. You really <laughs> are. You. I so can't funny. wait to work with you soon. Anytime. Anytime. Um, I just love the gowns you pull for um Miss Kaylee Kuoko. Yes, yes, Kaylee, yes. Yeah. Obsessed, like just the neons and just so tasteful and classic and beautiful. Thank you. What was your big break into Hollywood? My big break was uh Rachel Zoe, was being Rachel's assistant um and the Rachel Zoe project. But my own, um, you know, going out on my own, my first client was Jessica Alba. Wow. And yeah, I was about, uh, I think I was out on my own for about two months. And Josie, who's also Canadian, mm-hmm. um, sent me a text and was like, hey, I'm with Jessica. She's looking for somebody new. I recommended you. I gave her your number. Like, you know, you should definitely t- chat with her. And I was like, oh, my God, Jessica Alba, are you right. kidding me? And um, we ended up working together for like three years and it changed my career. It really wow. changed my career. I'm obsessed with her. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you? Um, no, I did not know that. Yeah. She was, she was, we had so much fun together. We like, uh, we did so many fun looks together that are still some of my faves. Was this during her like movie star um, action 
part of her career? I started with her. Our first press tour was Meet the Fockers. When she, she was, was in Meet the Fockers? Yeah. What? I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. And she, I put her in this like really cute, it was a holiday movie and she was in like a Valentino cream mini with like feathers on it and these super high Christian Hell Louboutins. Yes. It was Hell gorgeous. Yes. We ch- they chopped her hair into a bob. Like it was like a full... Makeover, yeah. Fuck yes. Loved. A lot of Hollywood stylists are mostly behind the scenes. Um, I can't even think of any other stylists right now that come to mind that have transitioned to in front of the camera. Was that something that you always wanted to do, be talent? No, actually. I mean, I went to theater school in Canada. Mm -hmm. I went to George Brown College and I finished, I graduated there um, as part of a conservatory acting program. So I trained as a classical actor. actor, Yeah. Yeah. So I trained there and um, I didn't like auditioning. uh, So that didn't work out so well for me. And then um, I also wasn't really the type of guy people were casting at that time. So it didn't work out so well for me. And um, I came here to the States and I went back to school and my husband now but he was my boyfriend at the time was like why like you need to go into fashion like I would bring him Vogue's and be like oh my god look at the lighting and Karen Elson and Grace Coddington and Mario Testino shot this and this is like the most important gown from this collection and yada yada and he's like what like why do you want to be a journalist like go into fashion like this is your passion yeah right and so I I followed that I interned at Vogue and then I interned at W in New York and you just interned at Vogue does that just happen yeah wait 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 wait, wait. back up that's actually <laughs> insane is this is this the devil wears prada it was kind of was it yeah i mean i i i got in kind of before they changed all of their like intern policies and whatever so i was the guy that i worked in the accessories department and so i was the guy that they would call a black car for and i would go down downstairs get in the town car go up to Harry Winston, like pick up like a $10 million necklace and come back. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah, it was really, You're like it was... so unfazed. I would be like Snapchatting <laughs> oh, it. Like, Well, there wasn't any Snapchat. Right, right, right. There I'd was be taking literally... out my Motorola razor and sending <laughs> exactly. it to my friends. <laughs> it was more like flipping your sidekick open and like being like, wow. Do you have any horror stories from Vogue? I have to say for, in my experience in like, I had to meet with Anna to be um, approved to be an intern and she was like nice enough to me. Um, But I have to say there were people there that were very wonderful to me and, Mm -hmm. and recommended me for other jobs. And I ended up talking to long after. Um, And some of my friends are still from that, you know, that they were also interns there as well. So it was a very like pivotal, like moment in my life. The the only horror stories for me was just like the anxiety of going mm-hmm. every day because I was so green and I was also so excited to be there. Um, and I desperately wanted to get on a shoot, which I did eventually. And, um, you know, it was like, it was a very strange experience to have like the magazine that was on your wall, like be what your life was at the moment, <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. and, and handling just like the most gorgeous things ever like the most beautiful jewelry and bags and packing trunks and I just I loved all of it I loved it all so much but I was also the guy that was like I always tell interns now or people like I was also the guy emptying out the garbage pail without being asked I was the guy who was like you know breaking down boxes organizing things like staying busy 
I know it's so Canadian. <laughs> but like live. But li- I was like, I'm not squandering this opportunity. Right. Totally kill it. Yeah. So I I like I I loved that. That time was so um and I had highlights, which is, you know, also a really big part of the story. Wait, like in your hair? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was like, oh my God, like like Instagram highlight <laughs> stories. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like frosted tips highlights. Live. Mm-hmm. Gotta bring those back. Mm-hmm. I wanna know. So I feel like girls classically have all the fun when it comes to clothes. Dresses, blazers, menswear, pants, crop tops, legs, short, long, whatever, feathers, everything, right? And men sometimes get the short end of the stick. It's like suit. Right. A lot of the time for like black tie events. What is a way that like a boy, a fab boy could like dress up his wardrobe? Because I know on Drag Race... In particular, you're always in a fab something. So well-tailored every single time. Yeah. Like, how do Thank guys you. take it to the next level? People who present male. Um, I think it's just, like, not being afraid, you know? I think it's, like, now, I mean, you look at brands like, you know, Gucci, and there's, like, Jared Leto's wearing, a, you know, a satin suit with, like, a feather cuff. Like, you know, I think that there are definitely now the access to great clothes you know whether it's a bold color or wearing jewelry or a heeled shoe like I think what is happening now in men's fashion is so exciting because there are so many roads and avenues you can go down and um, you know even in terms of like I don't do it well but a lot of people do street wear really really well and there's a lot of variety in that too whether it's color embroidery um you know, the silhouette or the shoe you put with it or the the bag you're carrying, the jewelry you're wearing with it, the sunglasses. I think now there's so much more license to be expressive. Don't you agree? I do. I do. And I mean, I do have to say, though, that straight guys are always the one who care most about fashion. They're always thinking about what they're wearing. They're always judging other people for what they're wearing. Because we don't care what we wear. We wear what's great, right? Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm around a lot of straight guys and they'll be like, why would you wear that pattern? And I'm like, wow, you really care about fashion more than me, huh? Like, wow, you're really talking about the pattern on my shirt, huh? Cut to two weeks later and they're wearing the same thing. Totally. Talk shit first, then copy. Yeah, right. It's so weird. (laughs) That's so funny because I do feel like guys are very nitpicky with their look. Like you think that they just wear whatever, Mm -mm. but it's like if their hair is like a half an inch too long, they're like, God, I need a haircut. I'm like, your hair always looks the same. If like I'm doing like 30 inch bundles in my hair, like that shows difference. You're talking about trim. Like, do you want me to do it for you? And we can talk we can move on. I don't know. I just can't even relate because just wear what you want. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's also it's like a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, just wear it now and have fun. And like, if you look, like I look back on some of the things that I wore like 10 years ago and I'm like, huh, I probably wouldn't wear that now. But in the moment, I had the best time wearing that. It was you giving. Know? Yeah. It was it giving was something. Gi- oh, we're always giving. We're always giving. <laughs> Fresh out of the shower, still giving. Always. Oh. What do you think about skinny jeans? For me, they're not great because I have chicken legs. Okay. 
I have, Ooh, I have, I want chicken legs. I have thin <laughs> legs, and I try, I try, and I try, and I try, but the skinny jean just doesn't work on me. I'm really happy to see some guys in skinny jeans. Really, I'm kind of over it, because now, like, going back to like what we just said, now the only guys wearing skinny jeans are the guys who like used to make fun of me for wearing skinny jeans. Like that, come back to that now. And there is this weird thing, because um, oh my god, this is so boring to talk about. I was gonna go into like the Gen Z skinny jeans uncool chuggy. But oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this it's like oh, you don't, they say oh, like side go. parts are like you're old if you wear a side part you only wear a center part and if you wear skinny jeans you're also old oh really yeah it was like a it's rule. out of style huh oh my god we're educating brad goreski on fashion yeah yeah I mean, oh my god <laughs> i don't know about what the tiktok kids are saying i mean literally neither do i <laughs> I post a TikTok like once a month. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. But like if you go out, I just recently went out jean shopping with a guy friend of mine and all that's available are skinny jeans. Really? Well, that's weird because they're apparently not cool anymore. And our producer Lauren just added the chat that jean jackets are also for losers. No, I really? Mean, what am I going to do with all my jean jackets? It's like my uniform. But what about like a Balenciaga, like oversized jean jacket? Is that not cool either? I don't think Gen Z care about brands, do they? Really? They I don't. Like they do. I mean, who knows? Honestly, like maybe we need one on the pod, Mark. <laughs> do you know any Gen Z kids? <laughs> <laughs> you have to know a few. I for sure do. You but definitely like, never do. heard the jean jacket moment. Me neither. Like what? I thought jean jackets would be like cool because it's like '90s fashion. Yeah, they're now. staple, right? Nope, they're too gay. Ooh, speaking of staples, I want to know for the girls out there, what is like a great stylist tip that you could give girls? Like being like, I don't know what the fuck to wear. Like, what are some staple pieces? Oh, I'll tell you my number one. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I see it everywhere. Cut your hanger tags out of your blouses and your dresses. Oh, because you could see through them. No, they, they're so, like so many times I even see it on TV. They're just hanging out. I'm like, cut off your hanger tag. Oh, my God. Like if it's a strapless dress, I understand it. But oh. like on a blouse, it's like... Like a, a gigantic hanger tag hanging Like a out. string. Yes. Oh, I hate that. It drives me insane. I, hate I see that. it on so many women. It's cuckoo bananas. We cut them out all the time for carpets, but cut slash cut. Do you have anything that girls need to have in their wardrobe? Well, clearly not a jean jacket <laughs> no. or skinny jeans. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Fuck. Um like, we all know, like, little black dress, great heel, whatever. But, like, yeah. I know my girlfriends, they're like, I don't know what the fuck to wear. I feel like it's really good. And, and this this also goes for guys as well. I think it's good to have a very solid, like, monochromatic moment ready to go. Like, whether it's all gray, all beige, all, like, a beautiful kind of, like, rust color. I think it's good to have that kind of loungy, lazy outfit ready to go. So that on the days when you're just, like, not feeling it... You can throw on something and look like semi cute, you know. Like you try. And I recommend like, camel. Yes. Live for camel. Camel always it always, <laughs> but it always looks expensive. It does. I love it. It does. Yeah, it looks very expensive. Do you believe in uniforms? Because I I wear like five different things. Like I have five different silhouettes, and that's it. Like a bunch of like different. Steve Jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'll do a turtleneck. I'll do a jean jacket. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Like a trench coat. These are my silhouettes. Like, what do you think of that? Um, I think that's great. I think it's really good to have go-tos that, you know, work really well for you. But I think also in that mix, you have to have like your party gear. Like oh, you have to have course. your clothes that you're like ready to go out and have like a little cha-cha and a kiki with your friends and like feel cute and, 
you know, I think I think now coming out, well, now that we're, not that we're out of COVID, but now that we're actually outside and seeing people again, I think that putting that extra little effort in when you go out, I've been seeing that a lot. Like people are dressing up, people are like looking cute really? going out. Yes, you're not seeing that? Well, I heard the trend was like, um, like comfier tailoring, looser cuts. From Gen Z? I don't know. <laughs> right. TikTok. Who's telling you all this stuff? You have to come out. Come out to dinner with me. <laughs> yeah, we need Come education. To I'll show you. The girls yeah. are dressing up. Well, LA is a different world. I mean, L- it really is. It's always I mean, glamorous. It really, and really, truly is. Yes. It is. It is. Unqueerified. <laughs> Give it to us, Mark. Obviously, this is a safe space. So, with naming names. Do you think you can tell us the worst celebrity experience you've had? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Listen, I have been doing this for, I won't name names, but I've been doing this for a long time. And people are, I'm going to say 90% of the time, well-behaved. Or at least the people I I work with or I choose to work with, because now I just don't tolerate work with people. You can be selective. Correct. Yeah. Um... But I've literally dealt with everything. I have dealt with zippers breaking on the way out. I've dealt with people like competing with somebody that they're in a movie with, thinking that they're dressed, all kinds of stuff. Really? I was prepared. I have been prepared for almost every single situation you could imagine. But the other thing is, too, is that when you're kind of, at least for me, I'm somebody that if you tell me something in the confidence of our fitting area, which is like a sacred space, or you're somebody that I've worked with or somebody that I am working with, I don't spill the beans on you. You know, it's just, it's just like not professional. And also people have good days and bad days Mm -hmm. and, you know, celebrities shouldn't get a pass. Gigi's bad days. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. We saw one on drag race. She (laughs) was a monster. No, you did not. Oh my God. Talk to the hand. (laughs) Whatever. She was an absolute monster. They were like, she can never come back. Well, they forgot Red Bull in my rider. Remember how many Red Bulls I drank that day? You did drink a lot. He looked at me and he was like, how many Red Bulls have you drank today? I was like, I honestly don't remember. I think like five. You were also in quarantine. So that was like your day out you were like that was oh, your, oh yeah, that was your first day out. before oh yeah yeah i was ready like to be in a car i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> insane well i feel like also like i've heard nightmare stories from my stylist friends but obviously they name names when we're kikiing right. but like on a podcast is something else so i totally respect that but damn it mark we didn't get a name <laughs> but i've heard the craziest shit like my friend told me that he went out for this like pop star to new york flew with the dress everything went to the hotel and she just refused to come out of the room she was just having a bad day when she asked for him so he just had to fly home with the dress and she just wore something else isn't that insane that's for real yes oh my god i that was would, like i would i, I would I, not be okay I w- like i'm speechless i would have been so upset like is she insane but maybe she was having a mental health moment. Who knows? She was absolutely that's having a mental so health ex- moment. That's so extreme. It I is. know, right? Who was it? <laughs> I think say I can it and we'll beep it. it. I won't, no, I no won't we're going to beep everything. So say it because I want to see his reaction and I'll tell everybody what his reaction is. Go. Okay. Yeah. Let's bleep this. It was. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not who I was going to guess. Who are you going to guess? We'll bleep this. Swear. I was going to say. 
But I've heard she's so nice. Yeah, same. Same. Literally same. About both of them. But I was just like, ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I always come out of the bathroom. If somebody like wants me, Mm -hmm. someone flew across the country for me. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I just assume that there's so much shit, just like any single job, but especially entertainment industry with like the egos and the the craziness. I just, I know what I've experienced, so I can imagine. But you also, on the other side of like, I've also, I've experienced that, but I've also experienced like the other side of that, which is, becoming like pretty close with a lot of people I've worked with as right well. like f- full friendship yeah which is like you know there's kind of the 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 two sides you know to it, it's also like just so uh, as somebody who grew up in a small town and like you know watch the red carpet being behind behind the scenes of it now still sometimes I'm like I can't believe I'm doing this like it's so awesome right you know so it's like a little bit of imposter syndrome or just a pinch me moment because I sometimes get imposter syndrome. Both imposter yeah. syndrome in in um, what do you call it social situations, not so much in work situations because people usually want you there for a reason, right? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't really feel like a, an imposter if somebody's like booked me to do something, but sometimes I'll feel it will feel like impostery at an event or something where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, who am I going to talk to here? Right. Oh my God. What am I doing here? I hate it. I literally hate it. And then I have to snap out of my head. I'm like, no, you like deserve to be here. Like go have fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I want to know also. So for anybody listening, who knows who they're a fan of, what experience did you have where you were working with someone and they just blew you away with how amazing they were like a major, major celeb. Um, well, I styled Adele for oh, that's such a good one in style. I did an in style shoot with her pretty early on in my career, so probably like ten years ago. It was just before the, I believe it was Rolling in the Deep album. I think it was that one. I can't remember. Twenty five. I think it was. Tw- I think it was twenty one. Um, so we were doing a beauty shoot for her for in style magazine and she was so lovely and wonderful. And, um, she offered me, I told her at the end of the day, cause I didn't want to be like a weirdo at the beginning and be like, Oh my God, I'm such a fan. Afterwards I was like, I'm such a huge fan. I didn't want to like make the day weird. And, um, she offered me tickets to one of her shows. She was like, Oh my God, come to one of my shows when I'm oh. in LA. And she gave me her manager's phone number or her manager's contact. And I emailed them. I was like, I I should probably forgot. And they got me tickets. Wow. Which is like, you know, you know, people say a lot of things, but it was like, like over a year later and they were like, oh yeah, we got you. And they gave us great seats. It was on my birthday. Oh my God. Yeah, it was very cute. It's very much in LA. Like, let's do lunch. (laughs) People oh, make yeah. a bunch of promises. Email me, I'll hook you yeah, up. Yeah, we need to collab. Like, let's fully like, <laughs> and then and then the next day, like you don't exist. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna be in the booth. You're like, You've, should like, I text? Your verse. Yeah, yeah, like right. Britney. You're gonna be on stage with Britney. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring you backstage. We'll do like a whole. Britney yeah, yeah. loves you. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, disappointing. Another person recently I met who was absolutely amazing was J Lo. Really. I've heard bad things. Oh, never. Really? I would assume that you would have known her not recently. Um, I met her in Italy and she was just like 
Oh. Wait, at the D&G show? Yes. Yes. And wow. she was to die for. Oh, man. Oh, I'm With still feeling cave. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still feeling it. Wait, she did was you get everything. hailed on that day? Yeah, I did. And? Did it hurt? Yeah, it did. Wait, it did was you as what? dramatic as everyone. Get, get hailed, hailed on. on. It hailed. Wait, so you got hailed on at the fashion show? Yeah, it was outside. And what was that like? Painful. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like they were all like this big. Really? For real? Yeah, it was huge. I did not know this. That's so crazy. Global oh, yeah, warming. I saw the videos. Like, glamorous, and then all of a sudden, like, hail. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Okay, hello. But J-Lo held it together. A moment. Yeah. Okay, those are two on. really, really good ones. I love her. Have you ever done, like, a Meryl Streep or something? Um... I'm dying to meet Nicole Kidman. I've never met her. Ooh, same. Have I ever done it? Like gone up to like an an act an actor and like talk to them? Yeah, or like dressed her or because Meryl Streep, I feel like I would actually faint. Have I ever done a Meryl Streep? No, I don't think I have actually. Okay. Now that I think about it. Julianne Moore. Oh, I would die for Julianne Moore. Literally same. My number one is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. She's like a way up on my, like probably number one on my list of people to work with before I retire. Really? Okay. Work. Obsessed. Work. Um, will you stay with us to do queries, Brad? Oh, wait. But first, actually, let's play a game. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Rapid Fire Questions. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh my God, I've never heard of this. How does it work? So we invented it here on Queer uh-huh. We invented it. Um, we came up with questions. Very original. Or should we do it? Gigi, we'll just go back and forth and Brad will answer. Go. Worst Met Gala theme. Um, oh my God, I know. I can't think of tick any tock, right now. Tick COVID tock, brain. TikTok. Um... I can't think. I can't think of one theme. Mine was camp. I didn't really like a lot of the. You outfits. didn't like camp, Not really. I feel like I would have just killed it so much harder. I was like walking down. I was literally looking at all the photos. Like that's camp. There was like ten that I liked. There was one. I don't know if it was the the exhibit was great. The Charles Worth year, where everybody was wearing like the big like Victorian. Okay, you didn't the like ex- that. The exhibition was great, but I didn't think people really dressed for the theme. They just wore pretty dresses. Okay, right. let's try to be rapid now. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Met Ball Gala theme. Glitter and diamonds. Fuck yes. That's not even a theme. That's Is that everything. a theme? Gigi, you're supposed everything. to ask the question next. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. We're so These not are... doing rapid. Oh, my These God. The game we invented. Rapid. We're flopping. We're flopping. It's not giving host. We're giving flop. Worst fashion trend. Uh, clearly, it's skinny jeans. Clear. 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 I really don't fuck with a clear heel. The really? clear heel fashion trend. No. Maybe I've just never really done it well. But whenever I wear it, it fogs up. And I just they don't like it. fog up? Yeah. Like the clear heel with like the... I mean, in every single celebrity's photos that wear it, they're like, you see their toes and it's like, I, I understand what you mean. I understand what I'm you mean. I'm not kidding. I'm looking that up. Literally. I mean, if it's like a, a closed toe. But wait, what about, I bought like those big ones on Amazon. Like the stripper? Yeah. I don't like those either. But they don't, they don't fog up. Well, because they're open toe. They're open toe. They're not like closed oh, toe. Oh, you're th- saying the closed toe yeah, one. Yeah, but oh, I like yeah. the look because you can see your shoes, but it's just the fog for me. I'm like, why would you wear that? <laughs> it's just the fog. It's gonna giving be obs- torrential. You, that's like going to be my latest obsession, looking for foggy toes inside of a, a, a clear shoe. Mark, do you have one? Um, yeah. Um, worst Lady Gaga look. Oh, it's got to be early on. Yeah, I'm thinking the hood. Like maybe like the Just Dance kind of era. Yeah, the like, hood. Just like a, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Very that. The, the not Grace Jones, Grace Jones moment. That. But but everything after that. Oh, of How course. about the purple Gucci she just wore? Flicking Beyond. that fabric? Are you Beyond. kidding me? Beyond. 
That's like my dream to be on a red carpet and have that much fabric that I can flick it. Yes. Flick. Yeah. Just like, and like uh, high. She got height. Yes. And there was like a little bit of wind. Love. A dream. Best share look. Best share look would be uh, probably the Bob Mackie she wore to the Oscars. <laughs> I was going to say, which one? <laughs> the big yeah, one? Wasn't she always with a hat? Or the original naked dress she wore in like the oh 70s my God, to yes. the Met Gala. Yes. Um, What's hell yours? Yes. Miss Venezuela 2018 copied that dress for Miss Universe. It was so amazing. Ooh. It was so amazing. And she did the black hair down. Oh my God, so good. I like the um the leather jacket one that she wore. Did mm-hmm. you guys already name that one? I don't no. really know. Yeah, the like one the from If suit. I Could Turn Back Time. Very that. Yeah. Like iconic. I like literally want to make that. Does Gen Z allow a leather jacket or no? Who knows? Okay. I think they have a lot of attitudes. So I feel like they, they do. Oh, they do? Very edgy. Oh, oh edgy. Giving okay. rebel. <laughs> um, fashion tread, you want to come back? Uh, fashion trend I want to come back would be... Oh, no. I could say mine. Low-rise mini skirts. It's back. I'm obsessed. Back. I know. I'm so happy. Yeah. Well, I but want like, like it to be really like back. Like the Frankie yeah. B? Tiny. Mm-hmm. T- giving tiny. Like super tiny low-rise Christina Aguilera dirty. I think it, maybe this is back too, but I'm going to say like socks with heels. Oh, I love that. I really love that. I'm obsessed with that. I'm really into that. Thigh-high socks or ankle? Ankle. Ankle. Mm-hmm. I feel like my legs look chunky if I do that. Like sweet girl. Very sweet girl. Yeah. Okay, we'll do one more. Tie or bow tie? Oh, bow tie. Really? I'll, I'll say tie, not bow tie. It just makes me look skinnier, I feel. We like to give variety. Mm-hmm. That's right. true. So we have to put on different moods, right? So like sometimes for no reason, we just like dress up in a suit. So that we look kind of like polished and together. And then like the next day we'll be wearing like super oversized Balenciaga. Keep them on their toes. Correct. And then like the next day we'll be doing like, like I think it's good to do different inspired moments. So that people people I just don't that. know what's coming for them. And it keeps yes, it fun. Of course. It keeps it fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you don't like the uniform that he was talking about earlier. So you, I have no style is what's happening here. <laughs> what is it? A turtleneck. <laughs> well, uniforms are fine. But I, I think like when we're going out and we're doing things, like you always want to kind of keep people guessing. I live for that. Yes. Like day to day, uniform is great. But like when we're going out with our friends, you want them to kind of like... You want one person at the table to be a little upset. <laughs> Just like, how yes. does he always look so good? Yes. Uh, yes. That's what you want. That's it. And that was rapid fire questions. <laughs> no, it was more like snail Guys, fire. That was all, that was just like a Q and A. That was the first time anybody's ever played the game, so we have to like workshop it. You're lying. You know? We Is need that to for change real? this segment. <laughs> I thought you said this was like your iconic finisher. No, we just made no, we- it up right now for this episode. Oh, well, guys, it's not rapid fire. And it's not iconic. (laughs) Speaking of iconic finisher, though, at the end of every episode, we take uh, listener queries. Oh, yeah. People, would you want to stay with us for those? Sure. Okay, great. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. We are here with Brad Goreski, and we are going to answer some of your queries. If you guys don't know, we have a hotline at one eight four four queries That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Let's dive in. Are you ready, Brad? Yes, for sure. Here we go. Our first query. Hi, my name's Rebecca. I'm from Seattle, Washington. And my question to you is, when you have body dysmorphia, what are tips to help? Just that I would ask. And I just wanted to let you know I'm so proud of you. You are doing amazing things, and you truly inspire. 
I love you so much, and I hope you have a great day. Oh, yeah. Also, I met you at uh, Supu.com. You are, like, truly amazing. Just wanted to say that. I love you. Mwah. Ah, cute. Thank you so much for that question. Um, Gigi, do you want to go first? What do you do when you have body dysmorphia? Right, because I'm clearly the one with it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, it is a real thing. I feel like a lot of trans people honestly do have body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. to some degree. What I do to break it, honestly, and it works 99% of the time, is you pick something that you like. You can't hate everything. So if you are feeling dysphoric, pick something on your body and really try to focus on that. And just imagine everybody is just looking at that because everybody's so like wrapped up in what they look like and what, you know, their own insecurities. But body dysmorphia is so internal, right? It is. But yeah, but it's like, oh, my eyes look great. Like you just mm-hmm. need to fake it till you make it. And then sooner rather than later, you will literally just forget about it. And it, it, it comes in waves, so it's going to go away, but you can speed up the process. Correct. I honestly have no answer to this because I'm actually living this right now. Well, not me, but someone I love very much is suffering from body dysmorphia and they're not trans. So that's good. But when I hear them talk about what, how much they hate themselves, it's never about what other people think. It's like they think they're fat. And how do you tell somebody like, actually, you're literally not without, you know, without being so insensitive and just saying you're not. Would do you have any advice for me, Gigi? What would you want people to tell you? But that's also you can't like that's also negating somebody's feelings. I know exactly, valid, right? So I I think Gigi's advice is really good. I also when when I first start working with a new client, the first thing I ask them is what they like about themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you start from a place like if you're giving me, you know, if you're giving me a positive outlook on yourself, then I know what to highlight. And then by highlighting that we're probably hiding the things that you are not a fan of. So instead of starting off in a place of like, I don't like my calves, I don't like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what do you like? What do you like? Like, what is great about you? And I think Gigi was totally right in in those moments. If you can find one thing about yourself to like snap out of it, then or or to at least kind of ease the 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 feelings and the thoughts i think that's a great place to start right and change it you know if you do have body dysmorphia you're like oh my god i look like this my shoulders look big my hips whatever literally change your outfit like literally go in your closet do not stop until you fi- you find something that makes you feel good yeah and then at least it'll help a little bit you know totally. but i do feel like telling someone like you're not fat or like you, that's this what is i'm not saying. What saying like what am i supposed to say you do want to say that to somebody, but it's not helping because they're they're in their moment, you know? So yeah, you got to take yourself out of it. Just pick something that you like about yourself. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, let us know if that works. Call back, please. Okay. Are we ready for our second question? Yes. Okay. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. This is Kayvon from Los Angeles, California. Um, first of all, I just want to say I love what y'all, what y'all are doing with the podcast. I just, I love listening to it at work. I love listening to it in the car. And y'all give really good advice on it. So thank you for that. But my question to y'all is, when it comes to coming out to your family, would you advise someone like me? I am still figuring out my identity. Um, right now, I'm identifying as non-binary. But when it comes to coming out to your family, would you advise 
to just come out, just to lay it out on the table or to just slowly be a true self around them and to not just outright say, I'm gay or I'm non-binary. Um, I'm just done hiding around them and having to like, feel like I have to keep this character. I feel like they're going to be accepting, but I never know. But I just want to, to ask. Um, thank you so much. Love y'all. Thank you for that question. That is a great question. I don't know if you've ever got that. Brad, do you want to go first? Um, I think the coming out journey is so personal mm-hmm. to everybody. From my own experience, um, the the coming out experience for me was more to free myself than to free the people around me. So people's reactions to how you want to live your life... Um, you know, my family was, as was accepting of me, there were obviously bumps in the road, but there, you know, I, I was lucky that my family across the board accepted me. So that's my experience. Um, but for me, it was more a personal feeling that I, I feel like I'm kind of in the same spot, um, as the person in this question is that, you can't keep it in any longer. I feel like I found the right moment. I wish there were things in the process that I wish that I had told my dad at the same time I told my mom, because my dad ended up finding out from somebody outside of me. And I regret that that happened because I now wish that I was the person that told him. Um, But I, you know, I think, I think coming out is a very powerful thing. Yeah. And I feel like at right at the end of that message, you literally said, I think they're going to be supportive. I just, you know, don't really know. And I feel like you saying, even, I think they're going to be supportive. My advice to you is just do it really. Yeah, exactly. Like if if you really do feel like they will be supportive, it's never really like, I mean, for a lot of people, it's never really like, oh, sure, let's move on. That's fine. It's like a, a little graceful changing period, you know. But if you think that they're going to be supportive, just just be kind about their feelings. But really, really let it out because there's no there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, I that was my when I was first listening, I was thinking, OK, are you safe to come out? Number one, can you come out and like still have a house over your head? And it sounds like I think you can. And number two, do you really need to do this right now? Because you'll know when it's time. Like, if you can hold off, then maybe hold off. But if you need to come out right now, then I think it's time. So thank you for that question. Good answers, guys. (laughs) We're so good. Teamwork makes the (laughs) dream work. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, should we do one more question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Hello, my love. My name is Carla. I'm from Orlando, and I am lesbian-ish. I'm calling because I'm just... So, like, um, I just listened to your episode with La Demi, and it made me think about when I met La Demi at, like, my very first beauty con in, like, 2014, and I freaked out. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how did you feel, like, at your very first uh, beauty con or, like, major event where there's so many people that you have to impress, and, like, how did it go? Um, and that's it. Thank you, Carla. That's another good question that we've never got before. Um, Gigi and Brad, what did you feel like at your very first big dress to impress party? Maybe it was a gala, maybe it was an awards show. How was was that like for you? I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were saying about the imposter syndrome moment. Mm -hmm. I definitely felt a little bit of that. There are nerves, but it's mostly excitement. You know, like when you go to these things, it's never like 
I mean, some people, I guess it's like they're being forced to go. They don't want to go. But a lot of us are like, this is so exciting. I'm invited. Like, what am I going to wear? Because you do want to impress people. You do want to look good and do good. So I think it's just mostly excitement. And like, it's always that little like anxiety moment before. Like, I still get it. Like, sometimes when I go out, I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is like the moment. Like, I prepped for this. I got ready for this, you know, but it's exciting. Like, just like accept it and get into it. Yeah, totally. Get into it. It's, um, yeah, there's, we talked about imposter syndrome before, but there's also the whole aspect of, you know, I'm still such a fan of so many people that I like, I start freaking out when I see people and I get so excited. Um, so I like, I love it. I love going out. I love, like I been to the Met Gala after party for so many years now and it's like, my one of my favorite nights of the year because it's like everybody is in one area and people are just there to have fun and chat and like you can literally talk to anybody and it's like it's just it's still though the that those moments where I'm like I'm like in the thing that I always wished that I could like see what it was like you know what I mean so listen honey the world shut down for like a year <laughs> like it is time to like go like out two years. and like do it yes but be safe see people like enjoy your life enjoy your life go and do the thing yes this is what we've been waiting for <laughs> Carla so go out for all of we've us we've literally been waiting for it oh my god Brad that brings us to the end of the podcast thank you so much for coming on my pleasure thank you so much for having me this was so fun yeah thanks Brad and you guys can catch him on Canada's Drag Race every single week and what is your Instagram Facebook Twitter whatever you use my Instagram is Brad Goreski killing it (laughs) (laughs) going home to throw out my skinny jeans and jean jacket I guess so (laughs) we really can't win can I please have someone from the Gen Z group like call me thanks (laughs) literally (laughs) anyways see you guys next time bye Thanks to our very special guest, Brad Goreski, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next one. 